Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here for Classic Loveline 444 from June 11th, 1997, a Wednesday night show with guest The Offspring. This is, for fact, the first appearance of the band during the Adam Carolla era. As revealed by band member Noodles, who actually shows up on time, he takes them on a little trip down Loveline memory lane, telling them that last time he did the show in the other building, so this must have been 1994 and prior to the Northridge earthquake, which severely damaged the building the studio was in. Noodles reveals the morning after he'd last did Loveline, he had to go back into his janitorial job at the very same high school he was working at when he first met Dexter of the band. There have been a couple partial MP3s of this show, all five to ten minutes in length. They've been floating around the archive for the better part of half a decade, nothing more than 20 minutes in length. This is the first complete recording we've encountered, and it sounds great. A very, very fun episode. As per usual, it was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. And if you'd like to check out more of my work, please see SuperfanGiovanni.com. Mahalo, and get on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. Yes, it is Loveline. I'm Adam Corolla. It's Dr. Drew. Dr. Drew is a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. The phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. And tonight, our guests are the offspring. Uh, so far, we just have uh, the off part, which is uh, noodles. Uh, the rest of the boys uh, ran into traffic or yeah. something. I have no idea where they are. All right, but no they'll idea. be here. Yeah. That's a sign definitely. of a band that really rocks. Uh, Dexter is just, I mean, he's known for being late, so I'm sure he'll be here any minute. But well, that's all right. breath, running and sweating, I'm well, sure. It's okay. Uh, insurance adjusters are supposed to be on time. Uh, bands are supposed to show up <laughs> uh, uh, drunk with the penis hanging out of the fly, uh, cussing at you their management. You saw me getting out of my car. Yeah. You? All right. <laughs> And uh, they will be here, I'm sure, because I think we got a phone call from them. So, uh, Offspring, uh, one of the uh, big local bands out here, and I don't mean to uh, say that you're not uh, huge internationally, but you're from uh, the Orange <laughs> County area, and a lot of bands uh, coming out of Orange County all of a sudden. It's the new Seattle. Yeah, it is. And uh, like I mentioned when Drew made that statement uh, a couple of weeks ago, if Drew knows about Orange County, then <laughs> it's huge, uh, because uh, Drew is uh, still calling uh, Nirvana Nervosa and the Smashing Pumpkins the Smashing Dumplings. <laughs> so uh, you know it's big. But uh, these guys, you guys have been around, you were telling me, off the air for at least 12 years. Yeah, 12 years. It's been the, the four of us for 10 years. Ron was uh, the last one to join. He's the youngest, the, he's the baby of the band, but he's been with us for 10 years, so yeah. And... Uh, there's a lot of people listening who are budding anything or something, meaning uh, artists, uh, comedians, writers, musicians, and they all, uh, it's real easy for them to say, okay, and uh, now the band's making it, now the band, uh, so meaning you guys started when your first hit came out. A lot of people believe that, yeah, because I mean, you know, we, I think we sold like 20 records before Smash came out, and that's, that's done considerably more than that. Um, yeah, it's... 
that 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 um but i mean everyone having for a long time working day jobs yeah loan your own equipment i was a janitor last time i was actually on the show i was still a custodian i had to get up the next morning and go to work oh that's incredible as a janitor (laughs) so yeah i had no idea who these guys were there for last run the show Right. No idea. You know who they are now, Drew? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. His kids. And I remember some, uh, somebody sitting down about right here. It was a different studio. And he goes, I'm the guy that says you got to keep them separated. <laughs> I thought, well, that, this uh, that, is interesting. Do we have Jason here? He was here. Jason I remember him Blackballing. Saying okay. Okay. That's all I remember about that show. And I'm sure that yeah. meant uh, the world to you, Drew. I had no idea what in the <laughs> heaven's name they were talking about. He still says that every time he meets somebody. I'm the guy who says keep him separated. Most people don't know anymore. Uh, talking about. So a uh, lot of years of uh, struggling, uh, but it's all paid off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a struggle to get anywhere though. We were just happy struggling. I mean, and it didn't seem like a struggling to us. It was just fun to go out and and play punk rock shows and these punk rock clubs with other crazy punk rock bands. Um, it was just what we did on weekends and and on summer vacation. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, what I always tell people. Uh, not that I uh, have words to live by, but do what you what you do, uh, not because uh, you think you're going to get laid or uh, get a big <laughs> paycheck, although, you know, these are uh, definite perks, but uh, do it because you love it. And then if it doesn't work out, well, then you had a life of doing what you love. And that's exactly. why Adam had to give up carpet cleaning. <laughs> that's why I put <laughs> down the wand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, The Offspring is going to be playing the uh, world-famous K-Rock uh, Weenie Roast, which is coming up uh, this Saturday with a uh, just uh, one of many bands and a huge uh, lineup. It's an amazing, Bill. Amazing. And it's nice because you probably uh, toured with some of these bands uh, over the years. Yeah, Social Distortion's playing, and we've, <coughs> we've played with them. Um, the Descendants, I've n- although I've never played with The Descendants, I've seen them play, and I love them. They're playing the side stage. Um you're saying uh, you're hanging out with the Boss Tones uh, just a yeah, few we weeks back. The, that's right. Yeah, another great band. That's really the, the only ones that I really know personally and, and have really been into. There's, um, but there's a lot of bands I want to see. I want to check out the Foo Fighters. <coughs> Their re- new record's great, just amazing. So right. I'm looking forward to seeing them. It's just an amazing bill. And uh, then after that, you take a little break, and it's uh, off to South America. Well, Canada first, yeah. Well, Canada, South America, come on. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. And we were talking, because we've had a few bands, uh, I can't recall the ones, but uh, a lot of bands we've had through here have done the South American thing and said it's, and don't give me that perplexed look, Drew. Haven't, haven't, we, haven't they talked about that? Hundreds of uh, thousands of uh, screaming, drunken, uh, greased up uh, yeah, natives. Band. Who was that? Can't remember. Uh, that's, that's everyone's great radio. account of of South America is that it's yeah enormous. The fans are just crazed and and that it's fun. It's fun for every band to go play down there. Good. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the greatest job in the world. You play your music. Uh, you make a ton of money uh, theoretically if your manager doesn't screw you. And uh, you hang out in South America and play to uh, chicks who are wearing uh, just beads uh, for a uh, for a uh, bikini top. All right, let's get to the phones, and uh, I'm sure the rest of the band will meander in here as the night wears on. Andrea, 22. Hi, Drew. Hi, um, Adam. Andrea. I, uh, I've been listening to you guys for about three weeks now. My boyfriend just recently went to jail, and he listens to you guys, and he said that you guys are really good. And So I started listening, and I hear you guys got a lot of girls come on who say they don't like their breasts, that they're too large. And I have very large breasts. And um, 
I don't see, I mean, the guys love them. My boyfriend loves them. I love them. I don't see a problem. Uh, you can you can add me to that growing list, uh, too, Andrea. <laughs> just go ahead and put my name in the in the ring. Well, these girls, if they can just hang out for a little while, because I know most of them were hang really out. young. There was a one girl, she said her breast kept growing. And um, if she can just hang out for a while, the men will love her. <laughs> well, well, she, but They're not so much worried about attracting men, though. It's worried, they got that part they, down. They feel demeaned. They feel as though there's nothing else that they are being uh, pursued for. And people That's true, though. have difficulty I mean, looking them in the eye and difficulty taking them seriously. And women tend to denigrate them and look well, down upon them. I get a lot of that, though. A guy will come up to you and he'll look straight at your breasts and not at your face first. <laughs> right. Well, well which ones? You just take it, if you just take it, you know... For them, you know, and and hold your head up high. All right, Andrea. Andrea. Yes. Uh, enough of uh, your breast philosophy. What's your boyfriend in the pokey for? Oh, he got. They came into our house with a search warrant and said everything was stolen and that he's mm. this big mafia guy who was oh, doing all these railroaded. Uh, uh, yeah, framed by yeah, the feds. Well, no, it's you another know, wake I up. Can't say he's honest. You know, all honest, but I know that he was. That everything in our house wasn't stolen. <laughs> the clock radio. You guys went out and bought the hamper and the toilet brush, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right, so how long's he in for? Well, we don't know yet. We'll know on the 25th uh-huh. if he gets a bond or not. Is this, uh, do you get conjugal visits uh, no. with a boyfriend? No. Arizona, the only state you don't get conjugal visits. Oh, good. No, not good. No, that, this is smart. Uh, we don't need to. Uh, the taxpayers don't need to be providing uh, Winnebagos so you can get laid in uh, when you're incarcerated. Here's the whole deal of incarceration. Uh, let me explain uh, the through line of incarceration, the plan uh, uh, of incarceration. You're supposed to be removed from things that you love. It's a form of punishment. Uh, I'm not sure if we're aware, uh, people are aware of this. You're not supposed to sit and watch uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movies, uh, watch cable TV, and bang uh, one of your many hoes. This is, uh, this is not incarceration. And study the law and eat nice meals. Yes. You're supposed to be miserable when you're incarcerated. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm home masturbating. This guy's in the pokey, and he's getting laid and doing drugs. And I can't even score at the park anymore. All right. You go, Hi. You, you go to jail, too, Adam. Talking Thank about you. noodles? Hey, Dexter. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Dexter's here. <laughs> Yeah, I got here, sorry. Good, no, that's I'm cool. Typical irresponsible musician. Well, that's what we heard. <laughs> uh, don't worry, noodles covered just, quite nicely. Just yeah. one more for the road turned into, what, three or four more? Yeah, you know how that yeah. goes. That's all right. This is a good rock and roll radio. Yeah, five minutes late. Yeah, that's not That's why bands don't get here by 20 after. Yeah, no, we, 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 we will not hold it against you at all. Fashionable. In fact, I'm impressed. All right, Drew. <laughs> Give the guy an award for showing up late now? He's late, but he's, he's, he's moderately late, and that's fine. We have no problem with that. It's a very hang-loose show here on uh, Loveline. All right, so just uh, jump in and uh, enjoy. Jason, 22. Hello? <laughs> that sound like BS? The pasta again. <laughs> it's like an Italian waiter. All right, no, that's an old joke. Go ahead. Yeah, um, I was calling to ask a question about my ex, um... Me and my ex have a son together, and she's 18, and she's trying to, like, use my son as a whipping pole. A whipping pole? Yeah, it's like, well, you know, she'll let my family see him and stuff, and then now she's, I'm on probation for sex with a minor, <sighs> and she's trying to get me violated on my probation because she was 17 at the time. Right. And I was 20 at she, the time. So she was, she was another minor that you uh, had sex with, right? Right. 
and we got involved, and her parents knew how old I was and everything. Was that when you were already on parole? Yeah. And now you have a son. How old is the, is the son? Um, he's four months, and she's and like... She's not using him as a whipping pole. She's using him as a, a pawn. She's using him to, <laughs> him to manipulate you. Is that right? Yeah. Trying and to get the like, metaphors right. And I can't see my son or anything, but it's she'll let the rest of my family see my so son. So she's not, she's not harming, physically harming the child, not whipping the child. Not that I know of. Um, she has hit on me before in the past. and um, Let me ask a question. She's physically hit you? Yes, yeah, she has. All right. But that's always kind of funny, isn't it? Yeah, and I kind of hate women now, and I think all women are abusive, and I'm going to counseling and stuff. And Have you ever been in a hospital, psychiatric hospital? No, I haven't. Okay. And I'm having a real hard time dealing with it. Are you on any medications? No, I'm not. Have they been uh, suggested that you go on medication? No. Okay. And um, I've been going to my doctor and stuff and dealing with everything, and I'm really afraid now of losing my son. Because th I know they're going to take him away from her and stuff. My doctors reported everything to Child Protective Services, and I'm trying to do everything with mediation, go to mediation and filing the court papers on my own. But, Jason, let me, uh, let me just make sure we're on the same page here. Your wife, uh, sorry, your, uh, the mother of your child is how old? She's 18. She's 18. So you had sex with her when she was a minor? 17, yeah. And then you got busted for having sex with another minor. Oh, before that. A long time ago, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and this then, would be a violation of his parole. And that was your, that's what you're paroled for. Right. Uh, you had no prior offenses. No. You sure? Positive. Okay. And uh, now you have no visitation uh, to your uh, four-month-old. Well, it's like she wants to meet me out at public places and stuff. But she doesn't trust you. No, I don't trust her after she's threatened me and stuff, but I want to try to work things out with her and get back with her. Well, that's uh, that's understandable. Because you um, wanna, do you want to marry her? I do. I was engaged to her for uh, a year. Well, why do you want to get married to her if she threatens you? Because I'm trying to go to, want her to go to counseling and get help, and it's, I believe she's very heavily persuaded by her parents. Why is she going to have the child taken away from her? Because of the abuse on me and then um, drug abuse in her home. Uh. Um, her sister that was on probate, well, still on probation for drugs and was on violation and put into a group home. And now her sister's, like, back at home and stuff, you know, lives at home with them and back in the home. And I'm very concerned with, for my son's sake. That's all I care about really right now. All right, Jason, Jason, here's my theory. <clears throat> I've, I've uh, said this before. Uh, people that are a little screwed up need to be hooked up with sane people, not people that are more screwed up than they are because it's only going to drag them down. You two together are the blind leading the blind. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you got some problems, right? Yeah. That's all right. Uh, everyone's got problems. And she obviously has some problems. Yeah. Together, you got big problems. Hey, you know what I'm saying? People of like sort of developmental makeup of kind course. of go together. Well, yes, uh, obviously. he's. We're not going to uh, hook him up with uh, Brigitte Nielsen or right. something or... Uh, or uh, Cindy Crawford. Uh, no, obviously we can't aim that high. But what you need is someone who's sort of uh, not troubled. It uh, just sort of leads a leads a, an uneventful life. And this whole this what I'm about to say may sound horribly crass, but uh, if he really is concerned about this child, how about finding a nice set of adopted parents for him? And it's like um, Jason. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like because um, how about the offspring adopts a child? There you go. Take him out on tour. 
I think uh, Michael so Kennedy cool, might have some good insight on this one. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm having a hard time dealing with it, and it's like neither one of us are acting like adults really right. about it. Okay. And we both need to be adults about it. There, you know, for my son's sake, there's a child involved now, and but we maybe can't. adoption. Maybe that would be all right. Well, we're not going to talk the guy out of his uh, kid. Uh, Jason, go to counseling and talk to your counselor and figure out uh, what the best plan is. I'll tell you what. You know, just from my own experience, I've got a daughter, and I've I was never married to her mom, <laughs> and I uh, the only the, the thing that saved me <laughs> as far as a father and, and through this whole relationship. <clears throat> It's just been trying to walk the, the straight and narrow line myself, at least in terms of being a father. Um, when I'm off doing my own thing and, and I don't have custody of my daughter, I, you know, I do what I do and, and I, have a, you know, I, I have a fun time. And, and, but when it, when it comes to living my life and being a father, I'm always making sure that, that I am walking the straight and narrow. I, I'm a clean liver when, you know, as far as my kid is concerned. That is uh, her very well put. We've talked about that many a time on the air. And uh, the way I uh, state it is, uh, I don't care how old you are, uh, once you have a child, you become Papa. Now you're an adult. Now you have to act like an adult. I don't care if you're 17 yeah. and stoned. If you got a kid, then you're dad. Then you got to be an adult. But also, you know, you're in a relationship that, that has failed, the one that I had with her, my daughter's mother. And, uh, you know, we disagreed. That's why the relationship failed. I could try to change her, you know, to, to get, you know, I disagree with you on this. You need to change. Or I can just say, hey, whatever, I'm going to go and, and be the best father I can be and not worry about, uh, about her because she would do the same thing to me. She'd want to change me. I can't right. do it. And, and meanwhile, the kid, to try to the kid gets swatted back and forth totally like a, a badminton kid. bird. Yeah. Totally. All right. Uh, listen to that, Jason. Uh, Daniel, or Danielle, 15. Hi, Adam. Hi, Drew. Um, first, I want to say I love you guys dearly, but my question's for the offspring. Um, hi, Dexter. Hi, Noodles. Hey. First, I want to say, oh, my God, you guys are my favorite band. I worship you. I worship every blade of grass that you guys have ever walked on. <laughs> well, that's going a little too wow. far, thanks. <laughs> no one's ever said that before. <laughs> you guys make, like, the best CDs. I could just, like, totally jam to your CDs, and you guys are even better live. I saw you... Um, May 7th at the Palladium. All right. Cool. My dad took me, and he even liked you guys. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing we or a bad thing. That. <laughs> and um, I was wondering, ever since I got your new album, I was wondering, how did you guys come up with the title, and what's the meaning behind it? Well, do you want to take this one, Noodles? No. <laughs> it's really just kind of nothing. It's just kind of silly. Ixnay on the ombre. Ixnay is just... It just it's a mixture of Pig Latin, German, and Spanish, actually. Ixnay is a Pig Latin version of the German word nix. There you go. And hombre is Spanish for man. Nix meaning like uh, cut out. Stop. Exactly. Stop. Exactly. Nix the man. You got to go back to the old uh, Three Stooges and, and check out some of that. Okay. Some, some of that stuff. No, so it's just like did, 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 screw authorities, that kind of thing. Do people still uh, speak Pig Latin? All the time. Because it was, a, <laughs> they do. Because it was, a, I took it we as do. a second language in junior high, but in it seems to have faded it's, out. It's the only language that's spoken. Exactly. All right, Danielle. Okay, thank you so much. All right, I'll see Thanks, if I Danielle. can uh, get the band to uh, uh, soil some sod, and we'll send it out to you. All right. All right. She loves you. Oh. Jason, fourteen. Hi. Um, you guys rule. I just want to tell you that. And um, texture and noodle. You guys rule too. Thanks. Oh, that's Thanks awesome. a lot. Um. My question is for Adam and Drew. Um, mm -hmm. There's this girl, and I went out with her a while ago, like last year, and she really liked me, but I didn't really like her, and so it just kind of stopped right there. And then we started becoming more friends, 
than you know going out and um like uh and uh I don't know she's uh, kind of obsessed with me dad, and, uh, oh, dad. Who, who came in the room my dad sorry oh really let me talk to him um I don't know right now okay is he wearing his belt yeah okay uh, it might be a whipping pole in a minute. Okay, sorry about that. Um, Adam could set him straight. I could get him off you for like six months. No, that's okay. Either that or he snaps and kills you tonight. It's uh, <laughs> it's a roll of the dice when I talk to Dad. Hey. Yeah, things have, haven't been that good at home. Like, uh, okay. Uh, uh, right. So this girl's obsessed with you, even though you've been clear that this is a friendship. Yeah. So this is Adam's theory about male-female friendships, that somebody is always somewhere... And I think men and women do not get together platonically unless there's initial attraction uh, from one or the other. And evidently, this, the Jason's friend couldn't get over that. Is now now evolving that further, even though she's clear that that this was a friendship, right? Yeah. Mm. But you said you did date a year ago, right? Yeah. Okay. But, but then it became know. a friendship. He thought anyway. I think okay. Sometimes she thinks that it's a little more than that. Uh, see, I don't think she's clear what this is. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, I've done this many uh, many a time myself. Uh, I'm certainly am guilty of this. What happens is, is you go out with someone for a date or two. Uh, you're falling in love. Uh, they're um, they're retching, and then they they kindly tell you, uh, let's just be friends. And you think to yourself, uh, like some sort of mad scientist. <laughs> perfect. Uh, she's falling right into my web of deceit. Yes, I will be her friend for now, but I will work on her. I will chip away at her, and uh, one day she'll agree to go camping with me, and I'll bring out a fifth of uh, scotch, and the rest will be history. And you end up spending a year with this diabolical plan, and meanwhile she's dated uh, half the varsity swim team. And you waste all this time, and then you come up uh, with nothing. So all of you who are pining away, especially, I mean, it's one thing when you're, you know, your your wife you know, your girlfriend's 29 and you're 32 and you got two kids and you want to get back together. I mean, that's something. Maybe you got 10 years in. But uh, when you went out for uh, half a semester and uh, you're 14, uh, you just got to let it die. It ain't going to happen. Now, Jason wants to know how to get rid of her. I don't know. Be honest, be clear, and then end contact. Yeah, and you have to, uh, as uh, Nick Lowe would say, you have to be cruel to be kind. You have sometimes. to, sac- you have to well, just cut it off. You nice. have to sacrifice the friendship, <laughs> right? And that, and that there may be an opportunity for friendship again, but there needs to be about six months of no contact, so she has a chance to get over the loss. And, and as Nick Gilder would say, you got to be a hot child in the city. You know, Jason. I don't think he does. Okay. <laughs> not, not a big Nick Gilder yeah. fan at 14? You know, I do know of some people, though, that it, it does work. They just keep on working on someone and keep on working on someone. Well, if, if a guy can hang around long yeah, enough for I the can, chick to I, get... I've uh, seen that happen. Wait, wait, wait. I'm wrong, but with guys working on girls, that that works that way. Yeah, that but, was but what it was. Girls, yeah. girls working on guys doesn't work like that. Yeah, but if a guy can hang around long enough for the for the for the girl to get fat he's in <laughs> exactly I mean, then he's I mean, always the in. guys losing hair and stuff it's not going to work the other way around then it's okay that's right uh, there's uh, there's many different angles and uh, there's certainly it can be done but i'm just playing the odds here and saying if someone breaks up with you cut your losses uh, uh, have some dignity and move on You'll uh, you'll thank me later. All right, we'll be back uh, with the offspring. We'll play a little something off of uh, Ixnay on the Ombre and uh, more Druisms after this. Bernie, the world's fastest drummer for Loveline.
So, once again, you're struggling with what to get that gamer slash geek in your life. You know, the one surgically attached to the screen, speaking a language that you can barely understand. Well, here's the answer. Loot Crate. That's right, Loot Crate. It costs less than 20 bucks a month, and you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items that are targeted right at your gamer geek. This month's Loot Crate is a head-to-head, rough-and-tumble battle for your senses. As Loot Crate celebrates fighting heroes, battling rogues, 8-bit brawlers, and other factions that you love from some of your geek and gaming favorites, including exclusive collectibles from Mega Man and Assassin's Creed. They've also got Halo, Street Fighter, and more surprises. Plus, when you sign up, you get the chance to get exclusive t-shirts you won't find anywhere else. You do not want to miss out on this in November. Well, maybe you do, but your gamer will not. You've got till 9 p.m. Pacific on the 19th to subscribe and get this month's crate. If you wait till the 20th, it's over, you miss out, and everybody's sad. So make sure you get to LootCrate.com slash podcast. And then when you get there, enter code podcast and save 10% on all new subscriptions. That's LootCrate.com slash podcast. The solution to your holiday gift problems for every gamer, geek, and pop culture enthusiast on the planet. Go there. They'll make you look cool for less than 20 bucks a month. You're not going to find that deal anywhere else. Hey, I'm Jake. And I'm Amir. And we're from that appropriately named web series, Jake and Amir. We're also the voices of If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet hosted by us. That's right. Every week we offer our personal insight to real problems submitted to us by real people and sometimes even our comedy friends join like Ben Schwartz, Thomas Middleditch, and Allison Williams. The important thing is the advice is often pretty bad. But hopefully always funny. So go to podcastone.com and hit that download button to hear our terrible but hopefully funny advice. Thanks guys. More Love Line. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. Dexter and Noodles are here from the uh, offspring. Ixnay on the Ombre is the name of their latest effort. Uh, they will be at the uh, fabulous K-Rock Weenie Roast uh, coming up uh, this Saturday. And uh, why don't we hear something off of uh, Ixnay on the Ombre? Shall we, gentlemen? Sure. Sure, why not? All why right, not? Uh, Engineer Mike, you uh, have that queued up. This one is a little ditty called The Meaning of Life. Uh, the Offspring, a uh, a band I was thinking about that uh, uh, 
got a good uh, got a good punk thing, but a but uh, accessible riffs and kind of an anthem band. What is the, the phrase? We like to do music that tra that is accessible yet transcends. There you go. Ron came up with that one. Well, yeah. it's a good it's a good mixture because it's it's not uh, it's not uh, bubblegum pop. It's got a hard edge to it, but it's not uh, such a hard edge that uh, it gives you a headache. We want to be somewhere in between the Spice Girls and. Marilyn Manson. <laughs> no, Xavier Cougar. Right in the middle. Xavier <laughs> Somewhere in there. Yeah, exactly. All right. Ixnay on the Ombre is the name of the CD, and uh, it's back to the phones. Kip, 14. Hey. Hey. Hey, Osprey, Adam, Drew. Hi. Hey, Drew. What's up? Anyway, um, I uh, just wanted to say that Dr. Drew, you know how that person called in the other day, and they were uh, kind of like screwed up after they've been listening to you for Yes. Oh, yes. I just want to say that I've been listening to you for about a year now, and you really have changed my life a lot. Oh, Kip. God bless you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. She was an A student with no piercings <laughs> uh, before she now. started listening to Love Line. And now she's uh, pulling a train and wondering where she's getting her next tap. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I just wanted to say that uh, I have this thing for older guys, like in their late 20s, early 30s. Although I would never ever date one, I'm not like I'm not like that. I'm not that speed up, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just want to know what can I do now to stop uh, thinking about these older guys. Uh, you gotta find a young guy with hair on him. <laughs> sit tight. Uh, what is that? Hold on. All right, uh, pull the uh, uh, Phantom off the uh, <laughs> CD player, please. Fantasy music. Right. What was that? Who? You got a pipe organ in uh, your bedroom? Computer screens everything. Ah. Okay. Uh, but Kip, listen, it's normal to sort of uh, be attracted at your age to bigger than life or, or uh, very older images of males and, mm -hmm. uh, and to really have infatuations and crushes and that sort of thing would be completely age appropriate. Acting on them would be not normal and, and as you call it, screwed up. Yeah. But just having them and sitting with them and uh, exploring these feelings and seeing where they take you as you grow up, that's fine. Uh, they will settle down by themselves. Okay. Okay. Really so who are you looking? Are you looking to date like a fifteen or sixteen year old? No, no. No. The more you can. my age. The more really fourteen. The more you can stay with guys your age. You can go up to fifteen or sixteen yeah. at fourteen. The more you stay with guys. Fourteen year old guy's gonna he's gonna want to play like uh, you know Pong or Dungeons and Dragons. Or As you, you have some gratifying relationships with your own peers, uh, yeah. a lot of this stuff will settle down. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. All right, Kip. Uh, what uh, Kip was referring to uh -huh. is, uh, I, I hate to uh, keep reopening this wound, Drew, but it's uh, good radio. Uh, a couple of nights ago, a uh, young woman called in and said uh, she's been listening to the show uh, since it came on the air 14 years ago. And a lot of the places we're on, uh, it's only been on uh, six months, a year, year and a half. But uh, here uh, in L.A. on K-Rock, uh, the show, uh, albeit it was only on once a week for a long time, was on uh, 14 years ago. And so Drew was delighted uh, to speak to a young lady who had been listening since the age of 13, who is now 27, 28 years old. Uh, never had a more screwed up caller. <laughs> and Drew uh, almost broke down and cried because she started off by saying how Love Line's always been a part of her life and that she's uh, listened to the show religiously for now 14 years and you've never met a woman with more problems. Wow. So uh, Drew was really disturbed by that. I remain disturbed. Oh, you d you're still disturbed? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. am. That's like Kip actually made me feel better. All right, but you're still partially disturbed. I'm feeling better. Okay. Uh, Nikki. Hi, Adam. Hi, Drew. Hi, Offspring. Hi. You're 16. Yeah. 
Okay, well, the reason I called is because I have two questions for Dexter. Uh, okay. Okay, one, <laughs> me and my friend Kristen have been wondering for the longest time, why did you cut your hair? A hair question. We tied him Kay. down. He got really, really drunk one night, and we <laughs> duct taped him to the to the back of the bus and shaved his hair off. Next question. Okay, but I got a, a comment for the last one first. Oh. I mean, don't get me wrong, you look good still, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm here to tell you, he's hot, uh, Nikki. Well, the problem is, is that damn kid from Hanson. <laughs> exactly. Don't get me started on Hanson. <laughs> What's Hanson? Oh, my gosh. Uh, they are young the new genius band. Oh. Yes. Uh, the future of rock and roll. This, their right. name is Hanson. That kid ripped me off. I know, you should really. <laughs> well, I'm suing. I talked to my lawyer. Listen, you should sue the kid from Hanson, and uh, then Bo Derek should sue you, and then uh, she should sue, uh, Stevie Wonder should uh, sue her, and then uh, Cleopatra should sue all of you. It wasn't, it wasn't Bo Derek, it was Predator. Oh, right, right, yes. Had the, uh, had the beat of dreads. All right, Nikki. Uh-huh. Anything else? Uh, yeah, one other question. Okay, and did you write did you write your song Gone Away for somebody? Yeah, I did. Cuz I've heard rumors it was for Nirvana or whatever. And I've heard a lot of rumors about different people. Yeah. That's one of the great things about music is that you, it can be interpreted d differently for everybody. I mean, if that's kind of what it reminds you of, then that's great. That's I mean, cool. it's just, just kind of about a feeling, really. But if we told you it would spoil it. Why? <laughs> It could. It might not. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. The romance and the imagination is taken away. Yeah, because yeah. real. I don't know what you wrote it about, but it's you know sometimes they'll write a song gone away, and it's about a um, it's it's about a, a hamster they had that died uh, when they were nine years old, yeah. and in your mind, it's about your dad who died in Vietnam, who you'd never met, and you don't need that bubble burst. It's kind of like it's similar to like seeing Adam on television. <laughs> Right, right. I sound so demure. Uh, right, you expect so much glamour, more. Radio. So glamorous on radio. And then, uh, hey, it's the guy with the buck tooth and the nappy hair. That's right. Christ's sake. All right, uh, thank you for that example. Yeah, thanks. Very poignant. Uh, and I noticed that, actually, in the old days, uh, not necessarily rock and roll, but just uh, in music, people would write songs, and, uh, you know, and they'd say, uh, James Taylor, uh, who'd you write this song about? And he'd go, Carly Simon, that bitch. Or <laughs> whoever. And now, when we have bands on and people say, uh, what did you, uh, what was this song, what led you to write this song, what about it, and, and, and there's usually, they, they're usually more um, esoteric. Uh, it's it's what, it, what you want it to be, well, that kind of thing. in a lot of ways, I mean, you don't want to just kind of come on here and bleed for, for people. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's a privacy and, and... It was and a personal thing, and I don't really want to talk about it. That's yourself. the main reason. Okay. Which, uh, like I said, is, is, is better than, I mean, so, yeah, so you wrote about some girlfriend or something. Well, what the hell does that mean to her? It's better to have it this way. All right, uh, more mystery. really pissed off if she about that. <laughs> Less history. All right, Drew, sell the hell out of the next call as only you can screw up. Uh, Kim wants to talk to Adam. She thinks she's been date rapes and wants to talk to an expert. Ah. Well, I'll tell you what you should do. You should, should call everyone at Prosper.com. What? Ever try to get a loan? Home everyone? improvement. We're just talking about that. Credit cards paid off, a business startup. It's hard. There's trouble, man. Like I always say, no such thing as good credit. Only bad <laughs> credit and no credit. That is all. Anyway, it's a better way to borrow. Prosper.com. Turning the lending industry on its ear, man. Uh, it's an online marketplace, and it connects borrowers like you with investors. You can go up to $35,000, man. You get a low fixed rate. 
Never set foot in a bank. And check your rate instantly. It's not going to affect your credit score. You're not going to get on some list. Just go check it out. Go to prosper.com slash Adam. See what your score is. See what your rate is. For a limited time, by the way, they're offering my listeners a $50 gift card when you get a loan. It's a Visa gift card when you get a loan at prosper.com slash Adam. Drew. Other restrictions apply. See site for program and Visa prepaid card details. The card is issued by Center State Bank of Florida and a pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc. All personal loans are made by WebBank, a Utah chartered industrial bank. Member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. All right. Hi, everybody. This is Art from Everclear, and you're listening to Love Lion with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Yes. Great guy, Art. Where's Art? We haven't talked to Art in a while. Are we going to see him this weekend? No. No. I bet you he's there. You think Just so? Just hanging out. Just, he's that kind of guy. All right. <laughs> good guy. Yeah, good going guy. Just turns up. Lip. Yes. I've, uh, I've heard things about Art, uh, but... Art has been uh, nothing uh, but a delight. You've heard bad things about him? Yes. Art? Yes. I have a hard time believing that. You're right. I'm making it up. That's good. What did you hear? What did you hear? <laughs> I didn't hear. Anything. You mean the foot fetish? No, thing? I've uh, I, I've talked to a person or two and said, uh, yeah, Art from Everclear, greatest guy in the world. And they went, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I wasn't dating the guy or anything. He just uh, hung out uh, here on Loveline a few times. I, I think he's a great I guy. I think he's a great guy. All right. Good. Maybe he was using him those days when they knew him or something. Well, you never yeah. know. Well, he, he does have a lot of years of using him. Oh, yeah. So uh, you never know. All right. Uh, Noodles and Dexter here, both from The Offspring. What a coincidence. And uh, we'll hear some more uh, from The Offspring musically. But uh, first, uh, we're going back to the phones. Kim, 20. Hi. Hey. Um, I kind of have a problem. Last Friday, I went on a date with this one guy, and, I mean, everything was going great. We went back to his place and everything, and we were just kind of messing around, which I told him was fine, you know, and everything. But I told him, you know, I wasn't going to have sex with him or anything. And he's like, okay, that's no problem. That's fine and everything. But, you know, as we were messing around and everything, he kept trying to, and I kept telling him, no, you know, back off. We should stop. I don't want to go any further. And then he, like, pretty much like forced himself into me and everything and I was kept saying no I was backing off and everything and he like kept coming on further on me and everything how many how many dates had you had with him this was the first date first mm-hmm. date mm-hmm. and uh, had you known him for a little while no I had just met him and you had sex with him um not voluntarily it was it didn't really last that long I mean it was more than just maybe about like 15 20 seconds or something but um, I mean really well because you you pulled away I kept I was like he was on top of me, and I was trying to pull back, pull away, and everything. Oh, and that's, like, that is date right. Well, wait a minute. Did he orgasm? No, he did not. Oh, okay. And um, what were you doing? I mean, how far along were you before you told him to stop? I told him from the beginning that. Could, I could you have just gotten up and left? I, I'm, now, I'm not saying that you did the wrong thing, but I was curious. What, why, what, what kept you from getting up and leaving this guy? Well, it was like he, you know, I was like, you know, I don't want to go any further, and he was just like, okay, that's fine, no problem, and everything, and then. He would go further, and I'd be like, no, we got to stop kind of thing. And I was, like, trying to back off, and he just, like, kept coming on me further. Right. I was, like, I was backing up, and he was... But, I mean, were you, were you dressed at the time? N- not really. I was wearing a skirt. <laughs> All right. But uh, I, here's, here's, I guess, what I'm asking. How far were you going to go uh, before, um, before this? I was just messing around. I mean, he knew from the beginning we were just going to be messing around, and I told him, you know, no intercourse or anything. Okay. I mean, there was no, like, no oral sex or anything like that. Right, right. Okay, so you, do you want to press charges? No, I'm just wondering if this was... It'd be hard to prove. It'd be hard to prove because there'd be very little forensic evidence. 
Well, I mean, he, uh, you know. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, d- here's here's my uh, feeling on um, on rape. It's sort of a, in in the eyes of the victim. I mean, if you think you're raped, then uh, w- that means you didn't want to have sex, and he forced it on you, and therefore, uh, technically, uh, I suppose you're raped. But there's certainly degrees. Yeah. Of of this, and there's certain uh, there's certainly, and you know, everyone hates to hear this because uh, you know they say uh, you know no means no, and guys should respect that and all that, and I agree with that. But I'll tell you one thing: if uh, you know if you're jogging through the park and the guy jumps you and ho- holds a knife to you, that is a little different situation than you uh, having a couple cocktails, going to his apartment, and getting started. You weren't drinking. Okay. Good. Good. What were you doing? Getting date raped. Oh, okay. All right. So you don't want. Why don't you want to press charges, though? I mean, I'm not sure if it really was date. I mean, had I, you ever been raped or anything like that before in your life? No. Never. No. Were you ever physically abused or sexually abused when you were younger, or anything like that? No. Okay. How, how did you leave it with him? I mean, did you just run out of there? No, I was just kind of like, it's time to take me home. <laughs> and he took you home. Yeah. And was he apologetic or anything? No. He just took you home. Yeah. How? When was this? Um, this was last week. Have you had a, any contact with him since? No. Because of your choice? Um, I don't want to have any you're, contact You're, you're with down him. with him, okay. Yeah. All right, but is your question then, should you, you, you know what I mean? I mean, should you assume the posture of a victim now, or should you get counseling? I'm just trying to figure out in my head kind of what happened. I mean, I'm not... It, I'm it's really hard for us to know what you experienced, because yeah. you do keep saying that he, he, he... It sounds like you set down some ground rules... And you were willing to kind of make out with the guy, or what do you guys call it, scam with him. <laughs> and uh, and he just kept taking it too far, too far, too far. And he 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 was not respecting the boundaries you laid down. And that would be, and you, you were, if you were as clear as you say you were, yeah, and I if you said no repeatedly, push, trying to push him off of yeah, me. then what can you say? I mean, that, that is what it is. Right, but there's still a point where you have to respect the boundaries that you lay down as well. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm not, uh, you know, uh, championing the cause of rapists. But I'm saying, as a woman, if you're in a guy's apartment and you say, look, it's only going this far, and he crosses the line, and you say, no, 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 you've crossed the line, then it's time to get up and leave. It, it's not time... It's hard, though. Imagine if I know. Because she well, like, you know. Listen, I, 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 half of the sexual experiences I've had in my life uh, under today's standards would fall under the heading of date rape. I, I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced of that. At the time, it just seemed like, uh, you know, let's get a few drinks and see what we can get. But now, under today's uh, very broad uh, guidance, and I've never done this. So I you mean, mean there was actually another partner, somebody in the room <laughs> with you at the time? At one time. Uh, my penis is actually pressing charges. <laughs> okay. My penis isn't with me. It's in counseling wow. right now. All right. It sounds like you're not too disturbed about this. You know, do you feel like, are you having sleep problems or mood problems, anything like that? Panic, um, panic attacks? Kind of been basically just like, down and depressed and sit, you know what I mean? All right. All right, so um, you should probably yeah, talk to somebody talk about to somebody. this. You really should. I mean, but you've been, at least you've been violated, and it's, it's disturbing you. And uh, you at least look at it from the perspective of trying to get something to help you deal with whatever we define this as. Uh, get somebody else to sit down in a room with a locked door as a professional and uh, talk to you about it. Okay. Okay? Okay. All right, and, and Kim, uh-huh. uh, even though you had wrong done to you, uh, don't assume that posture of a victim. I think that's a mistake. Yeah. I, I mean, this guy's an a-hole. Uh, y- you learned a lesson. Uh, he screwed with you. Um, it was unfortunate. You get a little counseling. 
and then move on. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I'm not looking uh, to make a big deal. Right, issue. okay. Right. I'm not trying to minimalize what happened to you, but I'm just saying don't go through your entire life as a rape victim. Yeah. Because that's not fair to you. Yeah. Okay. And if you want to press charges against this guy, I would do it. I, although it would be... Yeah. At least if we get a report in case he does it to somebody else, you're there. It'd be hard yeah. for you to actually have any kind of yeah, evidence I, I, collected. It's not going to do actually, any time, yeah. but I mean, you could get on record. Right. That a, Definitely. And it might yeah. make you feel better just to. Well, and, right. And, and again, to know record. that he's probably, if he's done this to you, undoubtedly he's doing it to other people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kevin, 21. Hey. Yeah. Uh, I got something for Dr. Drew, but uh, before, uh, before I bring it, uh, it's pretty heavy. So I'd like to stroke your ego for a minute, Adam, if I may. Okay. You are brilliant. <laughs> okay, that was uh, that was about ten seconds. You got another fifty. You, you are a genius. Uh -huh. Your comedic stylings are just—it's. It, All right, I'm bored. Shh, shush. <laughs> shut uh, shut Drew's mic off, would you, uh, Engineer Mike? Go no, ahead. And and actually, I have a question for Dr. Drew about that because. Too bad. I, oh, I can. Still oh, but, oh, hold on. I'll so answer funny. for him. Huh? Adam, you are so funny. right. Right. And it really seems like Dr. Drew is completely oblivious to. It, it seems like he doesn't really even think you're funny at all. Well, he's got that kind of textbook mind. Does he? Does he? Does he laugh? Does he smirk or anything when you? You know what I mean? No, like, no. He's him? become very hardened. I've seen a lot of rolling eyebrow, rolling eyes, and raised eyebrows. But yeah, he he. It is like um, he's like uh, Beethoven's dad. Uh, he, all he can see is all he can hear is the missed notes. He does not see the genius before him. Uh, <laughs> jaded, <laughs> jaded, jaded, as they say in Hollywood. One day, jaded. Uh, one day he'll look back in retrospect and wipe a tear from his eye like an Indian by the side of the road. But uh, until then, uh, you know, I'm just that jerk he hangs out with at night. But, but how does he look when you play like the Doctor Drew shuffle and the boogie? And how does he, does Un he like uncomfortable? That? That's how I look. He looks like one of the uh, defendants during the uh, Nuremberg trial. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Kevin? Yeah. Anything else you want to say to me? Or? Uh, well, what's your uh, question? I just Wait, what's your question? I'd like to note that the funniest thing you do, I think, is when you make these big generalizations, like, for instance, about people who drink Mountain Dew and, like, guys who go to community college. And I just Right. I'm still on board uh, with the community college, but I've had a little my thunder stolen with the whole Mountain Dew riff uh, oh, really? because uh, the uh, GM of the station yelled at me. Wow. <laughs> it was, it was with one word. It was uh, it was great. He said to me, uh, "We're on the plane to uh, to uh, Washington D.C. for the uh, WHFS uh, the ball festival well, uh, last week." And he looked at me and he said, "Pepsi," and I said. Uh, that doesn't mean anything to me. And he said, they make Mountain Dew! <laughs> and I went, uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you're going in your mind, how much does he know and what did he hear? And then, uh, did he hear the uh, Nectar of the Tards part? And I said, um, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And he said, uh, knock it off. And I said, um, I'll, uh, uh, I'll see what I can, uh, don't see what you can do! And I just went, okay. There's certain times when you just don't argue. Just yeah. okay. So um, I uh, Mountain Dew is gone from uh, nectar of the tards uh, to uh, milk of the bosom uh, of the Virgin Mary. Uh, that is yeah. what I'm upgrading it to. Uh, only geniuses drink Mountain Dew. All right. What the hell did he want? He had a heavy question. Oh, Kevin did. Yeah. All right. We're running late for break. Uh, Kevin. Yeah. I'll tell you what. We got to go to break. Why don't you come up with a few more words of praise for me? I, I actually have some more. Uh, no, write, it, write it down so okay. it's real succinct, all right? Cool. 
right, and then we'll come back uh, with the offspring and get into your question. All right. All right. We'll be back. All of my most sensitive areas were inflamed. Really? Love line will be right. Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much, uh, look, I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. Oh, and, seriously? Uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with, with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are for- you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. Makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is podcastone.com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible. Hey, love line uh, with Noodles and Dexter, both from the Offspring. Phone number here one eight hundred L O V E one nine one. Fax number three one zero eight five four forty four fifty five. I'm Adam Carroll. That is uh, Dr. Drew. Tomorrow, uh, I shouldn't say tomorrow, but I should say uh, next week. Uh, Tom Arnold will be in here as well as uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket, who is a, a band that I uh, enjoy. And uh, I've never got to meet the guys, so I'll uh, look forward to uh, talking to them next week. And we will be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. 98 KUPD, Tempe, Phoenix. All right, the show's uh, Loveline. It's Adam, it's Drew. It's the offspring, and it's back to the phones we go. Kevin. Yes. All right. Uh, you were gushing last time we spoke. Yeah. But uh, I want you to stifle your love for me for just one moment. I'll try. And uh, ask us your important question. Okay. This one's kind of for Dr. Drew, and uh, it's going to be really hard on me if you don't believe it. So I, I just want to say up front, I'm right. not. This isn't a joke. Okay. What happened? Um. I suspect that possibly my uh, father has done, like, molested me and my other brothers, or some of us, or maybe all of us, or... Why do you believe that? Uh, there's a few things. Um, one thing is, I, I have had, I wouldn't say frequent dreams, but I've had several dreams um, where I, my, my dad is watching me undress and saying lewd things to me, and... You know what I mean? Talking right. at me and things like that. But the more concrete evidence I have is that I now remember back being a little kid, maybe, uh, see, around 80, I guess I was about eight or nine years old, and waking up in the middle of the night when my dad got home from work and he's sucking on my neck. On your neck? Or my ear. And, like, I remember actually his tongue being in my ear and... Huh. Yeah, but don't you remember, uh, I mean, more vividly with us? Maybe it's just that that you're picking up on me. I mean, I, how have your relationships been? That's uh, other evidence of what might have happened. Uh, with girls? Yeah. Uh, I've only had a few. Um, I, the truth is, I guess they haven't been that great. Um, what happens with them? I, I, uh, when things get serious, I tend to mistreat my girlfriend. Hmm. Yeah. So is everyone listening, though. And I have a girlfriend right now who I've been with for almost three years, and I 
often mistreat her. Well, but 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 you're able to sustain the intimacy, though, are you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, it, it, that suggests. I mean, three years, pretty good at twenty-one. I mean, that that does be a record for me. None by the of way. that, none of what you're saying suggests overt sexual abuse. Okay. What what it suggests is that there was something you were picking up on about your dad that was disturbing to you. Okay. Uh, amongst which is sort of impropriety, difficulty with boundaries, and touching in ways that was uncomfortable uh, for you. Have you talked to any of your brothers? Uh, I've talked to my twin a little bit. Uh, he's kind of had the same suspicions i think and uh we'll see the thing the reason i was asking is because i just found out the other day i have four brothers and one of them one of my brothers has always been kind of a problem child we've all been okay except for this one brother and he recently dropped out of high school and uh he's he's completely distant from the family and you know uh very often if somebody is going to be an abuser particularly a, a father they usually choose one really they don't do it to all of them i mean that, that's the more characteristic pattern there's one that's the good victim, and they go for that one. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They, they, it's just the way they are. I don't know how I'd feel about that if I was one of the other ones. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it may be. It, it's all very suspicious, and you're certainly picking up on some things that you're very uncomfortable about with your father. And uh, All right, but this trust is... Trust your instinct. I don't know. I don't want to talk anyone out of uh, being molested, but I mean, it, this is a very hot topic these days. Hey, I'm not saying he's necessarily molested. I'm just saying listen to your instincts. That's all. But you, look, he seems fine. He's okay. sustained his relationship's okay. He's got some problems with intimacy, but I suspect he will work those things out himself. Okay. Uh, Adam. Hello? Hey, you're 15. Hey, thanks. Um, Adam, Drew, you guys rock. Thanks. Well, say, um, when, you, when you get Boobville up, I, I'm going to be the first resident there. <laughs> Okay, but my question is for Offspring. Hey. Um, what kind of floor plans do you have? Actually, um, Sawdust. <laughs> what? Sorry. Talking about the floor of the, uh, the boob hut? What is this? Uh, well, uh, it's, it's, it's a little more than a hut, thank you. It's, it's, it's a dream. Uh, it's a boobville. It's uh, some what land. Like, well, it's a utopia. Where, where uh, Hooters waitresses go to retire uh, or something like this? Uh, actually, we get them before they go to Hooters. Uh, oh, okay. We don't want any, any, any uh, Hooters waitress put out to pasture <laughs> okay. over at uh, Boobville. It's a little uh, plot of land I've, I've bought in uh, Plentywood, Montana, uh, right next to the Canadian border, and I'm going to erect a utopia. Uh, Disneyland uh, for uh, drunken uh, guys who were kicked out of the military is basically what I would go. call it. Is Margaret Show involved? <laughs> All right. Oh, wait, save it. All right, save, save it. it. Save it for tomorrow. <laughs> all right, what's your question? Okay, first of all, um, wh what is Mota? What does that mean? Mota? Yeah. Where are you from? Cyprus. You're from Cyprus. Yeah. I've heard of that. <laughs> Mota's Have you ever gone down to, you ever gone down to Santa Ana? Uh, what part? Uh, uh, 17th and... Uh, 17th and anything? Yeah, really, huh? Yeah, no, mota's like a, it's like a Mexican slang word for pot. Okay, yeah, so I figured it's something like that. It's right next to chode in the, uh, in the uh, Spanish dictionary. Okay, and are you guys um, coming back out here for another concert? Because I missed the one on, uh, when you guys were playing at the Palladium. We're going to be at uh, the Glass House in Pomona on the 30th, actually. That's the 30th. The, the, yeah, the closest one. And we're doing something else. I uh, forget what it is off the top oh, of my head. I don't know. What is it? Oh, could it be the Weenie Rose? Oh, that's oh, it. That's, yeah. Yes. What is that? 
<laughs> eh, it's a bunch of uh, no names come together and try to impress some uh, label guys. Oh. It's a, it's a, it's a more of a showcase than it is a concert. You know exactly. Wow. A lot of the bands. What happens? A lot of bands will send out flyers, see if they can get some uh, record types in there. Uh, obviously, not the main guys, but uh, some of the underlings right. will come by and uh, see if they can get them to hang out for a few sets. Uh, hear a song. Right, and, you know, guys, right, like you guys were some years back, and see if they can uh, possibly uh, get some interest in the band, maybe uh, put together a small, maybe not, not per se a record deal, but at least uh, spawn a little interest in the band, and maybe go out on some sort of uh, small club tour uh, opening for strippers. Cool. <laughs> exactly. Well, maybe maybe we'll get to open for Oasis if they like so it'd us. Like, like the this. Spice Girls, so opening slot for the Spice Girls. Right. Good. Uh, good. You worked slot and opening into the uh, into the Spice wow. Girls right. name there. All right. Freudian. Slot and opening. What? <laughs> uh, Addy. 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 You're 14. Yeah, I have a question for the Offspring. Okay. Um, I just got a CD by RKO. Uh huh. And they have um. On your single for self-esteem, you had the song Jennifer Lost the War. Uh-huh. And I noticed that there's, like, the same song on the RKL CD. They do Jennifer Lost the War? Yeah, or something like it. Really? Wow. I, I, I'm not aware of that. Um, oh. You know, we're, we, I don't know RKL very well. We've played with them a couple times, and they seem like really good guys. So they're but, not uh, together anymore. I don't think they are either. Yeah. I, I, I would be surprised if they were actually covering one of our songs if they actually had done that. Well, because I you figure you would have heard about it. Um, well, you'd be listening the CD, and it was like. Actually, you'd be amazed at what people cover. I mean, we had uh, we did this interview where some some band, a polka band from Sweden, covered <laughs> one of our. They they took one of our songs and made it polka. It was really amazing. You know, you've arrived. And, <laughs> <laughs> really cool. <laughs> and in in uh, Holland, they took uh, the la 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 part of self esteem and made a whole house remix, ten minutes long, just that part <laughs> house <Really>? remix. <laughs> And and it 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 uh, charted at about number twenty two or something like that. Wow! <laughs> and that, so there you go. We, so if just that much of the song can go to number twenty two. Oh, imagine think, what the entire CD would do. And I don't know. Yeah, but they, they they smoke a lot of weed there, so I can understand that. It, did, did do you get any? Do you see any of that action? I mean, are you getting any money off of stuff like that? Nothing. Not that. That's too too little. I think you can rip off people that way. You can sample stuff like that if it's only a couple seconds. Yeah, but who the hell did we have in here? Uh, I think it was uh, Clinton, George Clinton, who was saying uh, that he's making a ton of money off just the sampling. Uh, was it Clinton? Who the hell was that? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Drew like he was involved in the show. <laughs> but uh, we've had some rap guys in here who have said, uh, or I think a guy like George Clinton, um, who said uh, he is just laughing all the way to the bank because they're taking all that old Funkadelic stuff and Parliament stuff yeah. and sampling it and selling millions of records, and he's getting a piece of the action yeah. now. Well, it's kind of a gray area. Like, if it's five seconds long, you can get away with it, and if it's 30, yeah. you can't. And right. You can go somewhere in the middle. But, but I was uh, also wondering, what is written on the skull on the cover of um, X-Man the Ombre? Uh, uh, yeah, in your like, best Spanish accent, exactly. Yeah, that's that's what it says. I'm not really sure. I would guess it sounds like it means uh, I'm waiting for you. Oh, kinda, I should probably ask my parents if they speak Spanish. Kind of, kind of spooky. You speak Spanish? Oh, my parents do. 
Oh, okay. Well, yeah, let us know what that means. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> hopefully it doesn't mean like kill humanity or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I'm high is what it means. <laughs> and she has an, uh, Adam another language question. Mahalo. Mahalo is uh, Hawaiian for uh, everything else that aloha doesn't mean. Uh, put your trash here. Uh, thank you. Uh, welcome to Hawaii. Uh, uh, now, uh, have you spent your money? Go the hell home. Hey, everyone says thank you and mahalo. It really means uh, like thank you. Oh, okay. And uh, you, you have to go to Hawaii, and then you'll see mahalo everywhere. <laughs> and could the offspring please say hi to my brother Alex? He worships you guys. All right, he's gonna. They'll do it, but uh, we'll do it off the air, right? Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, but mental note, guys, during the next break, uh, I want you to say, say hi to Alex. Say hi, Brother Alex. <laughs> hi to Alex. Yeah, well, okay. we're playing some PSA or something. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. Fantastic. Uh, Josh, 24. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, good. good. Hey, um, first of all, before I ask my question, I just wanted to uh, let specifically Dr. Drew know um, I've been uh, listening to the show for about a month and a half and uh, have gone crazy taping it every night just to turn it on, everybody else around me onto it. And uh, have, have thus far managed to take a huge stack of cassette tapes into my therapist, of all people, to get him turned on to the show. Oh, so interesting. Thanks. Must be doing <laughs> something right. It's a good way to spend your uh, 90 bucks an hour. <laughs> yeah, listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we'll talk about my problems during the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, uh, he takes them with him and listens to him, uh, not during our session, but, uh, but uh, he's pretty, pretty interested in what, right, what, what is your therapist's name? Uh, first, <laughs> just give me his first name. Rick. Rick? Rick, yeah. the therapist. All right, will you send him this tape from tonight? Absolutely. All right. Uh, I'll give it to him. I'll see him, like, next week. Uh, let me just send a quick shout-out to Rick. Yeah, Dr. Butts. Dr. Butts? Yeah, not to be confused with Seymour. Okay. Yeah. Uh, listen, uh, Dr. Butts, this is uh, Adam Crow from Loveline. We're aware of what you're doing with the female patients. Knock it off before we phone the proper authorities. <laughs> you know what I mean. All right, go ahead. Let's get back to it, Josh. Okay. Um... But uh, the specifically what I had a question about is I've been on Prozac for uh, about a month and a half and recently last week increased my dose from 20 milligrams a day to 30 milligrams a day. And I've noticed a um, tendency to sort of, um, I guess it would be considered sort of a drug-seeking behavior where after I take it, I kind of get on a high from it um, throughout the day at different times and, and have a sort of a, a, a desire to want to take more. Huh. What is a lot of, what is an average dose of Prozac, 20 Drew? To, 20 to 40 milligrams a day. So 30's right in there? Yeah. Okay. Is that what you're taking, 30? Um, I was taking 30 uh, after I had some extreme agitation and yeah. difficulty with sleeping. And are stuff. You, My are doctor you, backed me off to 20. Yeah. Uh, Prozac theoretically has no addictive potential whatsoever. Yeah. However, if you are an addict, the behavior of seeking reward from things outside of yourself is a pretty powerful behavior. So taking things that alter you alter is, is a behavior that's so highly rewarded by addicts that they learn that and they continue to do that even with substances that are not potentially addictive. Okay, so if I were someone uh, that, for example, had a family uh, history, a family history yeah. of alcoholism and whatnot, then, then it would make some sense. That, that would it, it's, it's explainable. You, you will not get addicted <laughs> And it really has no addictive properties, but that whole behavior of pursuing things could be sort of uh, reinforced. I see. 
and uh, you, you know, it, it, I hope if, if you're getting treatment for depression, you're in therapy, that you really address the addiction elements in your uh, disorder, too. All right. Casey, 21, you're on with The Offspring. Yeah. <coughs> I've got questions. I was wondering if there's anything I can do. Is there any kind of medicine I can take so that I'm not so horny all the time? Mm-hmm. Wow. Because it ruins my relationships. What's it do? Uh, they're not. I mean, I want it. 24-7, I mean, all the time, and I've been engaged twice, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, well, you're 21, uh, 21? Yeah. Yeah, has it always been this way? Yep. Uh, how often do you service yourself? What do you mean? <laughs> how often do you, uh, uh, change your own transmission fluid, you idiot? <laughs> service, come on! With, uh... You service sli you by yourself, yeah. By yourself? Oh, no, by myself, never. Oh, never? With females all the time. Uh, you see, never I, masturbate. Oh, come on. Yeah, please. You don't masturbate. You never no. dated Rosie Well, Pong? there you go. There's a problem. <laughs> come on. Problem solved. <laughs> masturbate. Uh, next, uh, Casey. <laughs> yes. Uh, what do you mean you, you never masturbate? No. How could a guy as horny as you not masturbate? Because I always have a woman. Wow, no, please. Uh, I, I never uh, I never buy this. I, I uh, We'll get back to Casey in a second, but I can't stand this answer from guys. Uh, masturbation and sex are, are different things. Uh, same uh, goal, same objective, <laughs> same outcome, um, same stained comforter, but uh, different. Masturbation is something you grow up with. It's something you start uh, <laughs> many years before you get into relationships. And it is. I think in normal cases, yeah. And it's a part of life for most guys. Uh, you have to explain this to women. Uh, please do not be offended. I, I brush my teeth, I floss, <laughs> I go number hygiene. two. It is. It These is are hygiene. all things uh, that I've been doing uh, before I met you. Uh, throw this on the on the pile, please. See, you know, I don't think you have to explain it to them. I think women know. They just lie about it more. Right. Oh, okay. I but I can't believe that a guy who is, is uh, horny is, is a, Casey is, says he is. This what men, men, men have a real misconception about women masturbating. It is a totally different experience for them. Than right. Them. No penis. Totally true different. Is, <laughs> true is absolutely <laughs> right there. Uh, Casey. Yes. All right. So uh, how often do you have sex uh, with your current girlfriend? Uh, every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, she doesn't uh, enjoy that? No. What does she want? I mean, this is, 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 it isn't just with one person. Uh-huh. I mean, so... Are, do you have any, any any momentum with alcohol? I drink a lot, yeah. Yeah. Uh, th this really does sound like sexual compulsion, sexual addiction. So why wouldn't he turn it on himself, though? Uh, because of something wrong, uh, something's up about his, his compulsiveness. I mean, it, sexual addiction really has a lot to do with expression of aggression. And, uh... Mm, you know, he may not be getting that release from masturbation that he needs to get without acting it out on another person. Were you abused when you were younger? No. No? Were your dad was an alcoholic? Mom? Uh, he was never around. Did he ever hit you or anything when he was around? No. <laughs> he flew back in on Christmas to smack <laughs> him, and then he went back. No? You know. But, but if you're an alcoholic and you're compulsive this way, uh, you know, you're having consequences. This really can be conceptualized as a sexual compulsion, sexual addiction. And... If it really is bothering you, no, there's no medicine. Uh, well, I take it back. There are medications for compulsions. Things like Prozac, we just talked about that earlier, very often substantially reduces people's uh, sex drive. So, uh, and also compulsion. So there might be a medication, but more importantly, you should... Uh, I think he needs to just sort of um, 
keep his libido in check by the constant prostate maintenance well, program that yeah, I'm on. Yeah, right. I think masturbation is a reasonable thing, but he'll probably get into that too and start having consequences and running up phone bills and all kinds of stuff. Uh, look into SA, uh, Sex and uh, uh, Addicts and I never called one of them. Have you guys ever called one of those sex lines? Not seriously. Just to kind of goof? Yeah. Yeah, like uh, you put a friend up to it. It would be at, at, <laughs> at a friend's house. We put a friend up to it at like four in the morning, drunk off our butts, and and we'd all get on the other line, and and our friend would I don't know. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm into like the visual end of pornography. I'm not really into the um, being sort of uh, stimulated verbally. It never did it for me. I like to see. I'm I'm afraid that if I ever got into that, I'd run up huge phone bills, and so I just never never went that route. Right, and ultimately, <laughs> you always get busted when you go that route. Somebody, uh, the wife, the girlfriend, Kenny the fiance. Rogers. Kenny where? Rogers didn't he get busted doing that? Really? I think so. Kenny Rogers was like, yeah. He gambled and lost. He was, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the tapes were like I remember hearing them on TV and stuff. Yeah. You gotta know when to hold up. No when to fold up. Another one of the mighty has fallen. Yeah. Uh, no when to whack off. No when to hang up. All right, Drew. Have I driven the show into the ground yet? It's not all winners. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got two hours a night to kill, Drew. You have three other people here. You may not have noticed that. All right. All right. <laughs> Please don't make me self-conscious, Drew. You know who I am. Uh, Cody, 18. Yeah, I've got a question for Dr. Drew. Yeah. About the time that I started masturbating, I got like, kind of like the the head of my penis kind of started splitting, like there's cracks in it, and I was wondering if that was like really serious or if it'll heal in time or what. Are, are you sexually active otherwise? Yes. So, but but what I'm trying to figure out is, is it possible this is a sexually transmitted mm -hmm. disease? Um, no, I've always used a condom. Always use a condom, and is, does it come and go? Is it always there? It. For a while, it kind of seemed to heal up, but then it came back really big. Are you circumcised? Mm, yes. Do you have any other? Does it sound strange? Any other joint problems? Um, no, not that I know. There, there is a thing called writer's syndrome where people can get this. This is funny. He's talking about his penis, I and you asked him about a joint <laughs> problem. <laughs> you understand? I'm going to smile when you say that. I, I know. That's why I had to explain myself to you, and not anybody else who's listening. But <laughs> you but guys thought that was funny when he was asking about his joint, don't it's you? Something, it's something yeah. called writer's syndrome where they can get it. They can get a outbreak on the head of the penis. What is the cracking, though, Drew? It's probably just some kind of dermatitis, some kind of contact dermatitis or irritation. Uh, uh, there is something called circinate balanitis, which again goes along with this writer syndrome. Herpes can sometimes look like cracks. And really? Yeah, but, uh. but I doubt that's what it is. I mean, it's probably just the dermatitis, but you ought to take it to a dermatologist and have them look at it. Mm. All right? I mean, that's what dermatologists do a lot of, and they, it's uh, not a big deal. Well, they look at a lot of penises, dermatologists? Yeah, I, I was amazed uh, when I did a derm rotation how much uh, of that there is in dermatology. How, that, that's how a part of skin that is delicate and get, has things happen to it, and people worry about it. And then <laughs> the men have nowhere else to go with it. Uh, would you, uh, you would go to dermatologist before you went to urologist? Yes. For okay. That's just for the skin part, yes. All right. Now, I would be very disillusioned if I um, um, went to work as a dermatologist and stared at penises uh, all day. I figured, uh, you know, I'd be working on uh, celebrities' uh, crow's feet or something. And instead, uh, here's a bunch of 18-year-olds with cracked penises. Am I right, Drew? Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> See, I got him whipped. All right. Uh, we are going to hear uh, something. What do we, uh, Ann, what are we going to hear uh, from the offspring uh, next? And what's it off of? Is it off of? Uh, oh, we're going to hear Mota. 
All right. Uh, would have been uh, better radio if I did that about 15 minutes ago. And Anne uh, yelled, uh, that's what we're going to go to. But you know, I'm so in love with the sound of my own voice that we had to keep going. But uh, I will take a break for myself, and uh, we will hear the Offsprings Mota after this. Meanwhile. Hey, this is Greg Fitzsimmons, host of Fitzdog Radio, right here on Podcast One. Join me and my guests, people like Zach Galifianakis, John Hamm, Corolla, Hardwick Rogue, and everybody. Track my rage against middle age. Fitzdog Radio on Podcast One. We are here with the Offspring. That would be Dexter and Noodles, and uh, Doctor Drew is also uh, here as well. Uh, good, bad, or indifferent, he's here. Phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Forget about the fax number. Ixnay on the Ombre is the name of uh, the latest CD from The Offspring, and the song we're about to hear is called Mota. feet of timing here on Loveline. Usually they come back, uh, Drew's blowing his nose, and I'm uh, using the F word uh, discussing some one of the, uh, some management or something. <laughs> but this time I looked at Engineer Mike and he gave me the little countdown and pointed right at me. There it is. Oh, that's good. Geez, we ought to play it again, Mike, just so I can come in again. You should have been the guy on the record. That felt good. Yeah. you got to keep them separated. <laughs> uh, here it is. Mota. <laughs> All, right. All right. Wow. Thanks. Hey, maybe that. you can do it at the Weenie Rest. All right. Uh, if you put the, make that the last song in the set, and then I'll just come running out in a uh, sombrero uh, with uh, with uh, oh, what, a poncho on and an erection, uh, and I'll yell Mota. You and Doctor Drew. Yeah. <laughs> so no, no, not me. It's gonna take. If Drew wants to have an erection for Saturday, he's gonna start have to start chubbing up now. Though he's an older guy, he works long hours. Uh, okay, Drew. Sure. Okay. All right, uh, that is the offspring off of uh, Ixnay on the Ombre, and this is Alex, 15. Yeah, uh, I want to have a question for the offspring. I have something to tell you guys. Yeah, what's hey, up? Alex, yeah, um, on the cover of uh, Ixnay on the Ombre, it says Ayate Sparrow. Right. And uh, what it means in Spanish, it's basically, I'll see you there, or I'll meet you there, I'll wait oh, for okay. you there. And I guess what it kind of means is that I'll see you in the afterlife. It's kind of like the equivalent of, like, I'll see you in hell. See you on the other side. Very yeah. good. So, well, when it's uh, tattooed to a skull, it's uh, I'll see <laughs> you in hell. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. Not to be hell. But it, it's not really hell, is it? Because that's the, the, it, it's the, ba- the basically it's just like afterlife. Like I'll see yeah. you in the afterlife. 
I mean, the whole day of the dead vibe is all skeletons and stuff. It's it kind of like, it like, like our spirits are partying on the other side. You know, they don't. Exactly. They, they have party. a really kind of lighthearted look at, at death. Yeah, like uh, for oh. Day of the Dead, like sugar encrusted skulls and stuff. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, if you ever go to uh, Mexico, and I'm guessing uh, parts of uh, or uh, most of uh, like South America. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of the same stuff. They the really celebrate that. I mean, uh, they have, you know, candle holders, and, 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 and they have, like, a lot of skeletons and, and depictions of death, but it's not a real morbid thing. It's more exactly. of a celebration. A, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's like the Spirit's Passage. Yeah, it's really cool, and it, it's neat, It's neat, like, uh, folk art that is starting to... It's been around for a long time south of the border, but it's starting to spill over in, in here, like um, well, uh, like the voodoo glow probably. skulls uh, have it all over their CD and <laughs> stuff mean, like I, that. I, I, typical uh, American culture's just kind of spilt over into Southern California. But, uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, some, uh, you know, the, uh, the uh, border uh, patrol's not what it used to be, and a lot of the culture is uh, coming across, and, uh, and if you live, uh, I guess, Orange County, Orange County is uh, halfway there. Eventually, we'll be consumed by uh, Ensenada and Tijuana. Well, I mean, yeah, uh, this land used to—it's whatever history. History lesson it used to be part of Mexico. So, right. I mean, Santa Ana and you know Los Angeles and stuff. So I mean, the culture is totally there. We grew up, grew up with this stuff, really. Right. So, here yeah. is uh, here is my plan for illegal immigration. Uh, by uh, the way, without getting too controversial, right. I don't know how we're going to pull this off, but I think it's brilliant. We take the border from uh, between uh, Tijuana and San Diego, and we move it back into the middle of Ensenada. And that way, when people flee across the border, they end up in Tijuana. Uh, you see, Drew? Right. That's good. That's good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. This is Alex. <laughs> hey, Alex? Yeah. You want to talk to the band about anything else? Uh, yeah, like um, your new album. Uh-huh. It kicks ass. Oh, thanks a lot. Thanks, man. Yeah, it, like, it's my favorite CD. It's been there for like a long time. Wow, that's really cool. Thanks. All right. All right, Alex. Right on, Alex. Thanks for calling, man. E enjoy. Uh, Patrick, 20. Oh, yeah, I had a question for both of you guys. All right. Okay. Oh, both of which? Both of who? Excuse me? The rich guys or the poor guys? <laughs> <laughs> both you, uh, Drew and Adam. All right. The question was, uh, I've been seeing a girl here for about four months and I think that it's getting really serious. And I think that the, she's a very conservative girl from Alabama. And the thing I was wondering is, I think the topic of sex is gonna come up soon. And I feel that she is a virgin, but I've been with like 10 partners. And I was wondering, if, is it imperative that I tell her that I've been with 10 people? Because I think that if I did tell her that I've been with this many people, that this could screw things up. How do you know uh, she's a virgin? Well, you know, just like, there's different behaviors, you know what I'm saying? She's displaying virgin-like uh, behaviors. Qualities. Yeah, Qualities, yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, uh, I'd be willing to bet that she's uh, had an Alabamian or two. Probably <laughs> Bear Bryant. No, I, I really don't think she has, though, that's the thing. All right, you're just, but this is, how old is she? She's uh, 18. All right. But this is speculation, but we'll just uh, assume for a moment she is a virgin. Okay. All right. Uh, women do not hold uh, men to the same standards uh, that men hold women to oftentimes when it comes to uh, partners. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Like a woman uh, doesn't mind if a guy's been around a little bit. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, l- listen, uh, Noodles. Uh, I'm not talking about on tour and uh, you know uh, doing half the uh, front row in the uh, in the oh, hotel on it's that like evening. The, yeah. I'm, now, uh, and, and you get laid like every night now that you're a radio guy too, don't you? Uh, absolutely. It's changed your life drastically. I, sure. I have a groupie under the desk right now. <laughs> wow. Oh, wait a minute. That's Ann. All right. Uh, ten people is uh, you know. It's barely a. F- it's 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 not even a football. Well, team. it's it's not. But it's none of her business, really. I mean, it's her business that he's not having sexually transmitted diseases, and he may want to get tested. But really, it's the history mystery lesson here. Yes, uh, more uh, mystery, less history, as I've been known to say. All right, Patrick. Here's the deal. You will okay. get nothing out of telling her the truth. Well, okay. don't lie. Yes. No, don't lie. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's Listen. What, that's, that's the question I was wondering. All right, no, she's not going to get into it. Tell her, should I go and tell her, yeah, I've only been with four people? And Do not lie. It will get you in the long run. No. It uh, will. All right, here's what, you need to, here's what you need to be. You need to be evasive. Every uh, <laughs> every uh, gr- every girlfriend I've ever had, uh, this will come up. They, they learned evasiveness just by listening to the show a little bit. That, huh? Huh? Yeah, yeah. How many sexual partners have you had, right. Adam? We'll show you how to do it. Yes, right. uh, Adam, go ahead. Have you ever had sex with anybody? Huh? No, have you ever had sex with anybody before, Adam? Have I ever had sex with anybody? Right. Have you ever had sex with anybody? My brother's a real a-hole. <laughs> huh? He came in the room and found my bong, and he showed it to my parents. Now, do you see how it goes? Wow. <laughs> you just change. First you say, huh, then you repeat the question, and then you move on. Wow. You, you guys learning from this? Wise in the ways of women. Uh, no. Y- you should write a book. They want, I, I really should. At least a, uh, at least a pamphlet. You got, uh, you got a couple points taken off for not saying, huh, a second time, and then repeating the question. Uh, you're, you're right, but we're running, we're oh, running okay. late for right. break. Uh, people do not want the truth. Like, people will say, uh, have you ever been with anyone sexier than me? And you go, um... I mean, and this woman could be, uh, you know, 10 miles a bad road. You just go, uh, are you kidding? <laughs> now, that's not even a lie. Uh, you're just say, you're giving them an alternative answer. You don't, you don't and, say, and they'll uh, go, no hesitation. You can't have any hesitation. Right, right. No beats. Right. Just jump right in. Even if it, even if it has to just be a long, uh, while you're thinking, you I have to have something quick, audible. Absolutely not. Ab- no, absolutely right. not. Right. Just, and you got to jump in quick man, and to if, answer that question. Well, it if, depends. But they you know want to believe it. You are. Right. If it's a serious relationship, you jump in quick with an absolutely not. You were the finest person, finest woman I've ever been with. Right. So here's the correct answer. Uh, have you been uh, with a lot of girls? Or how many girls have you been with? I have been with some girls, but none as fine as you. And that's it. They'll let it drop and they'll move on unless they're really screwed up and they keep probing. That's going to sound like a crock, man. No. It is? That's going to sound like BS. To an, eight, to an 18-year-old virgin from Alabama? Come on. <laughs> Uh, you may have a point. Thank there. you. All right, uh, Drew, sell the hell out of the next call before we leave. Joyce 15 wants to know, what's a good age to start dating? Huh. We've all done some things we're not proud of on our business trips. That's right, but Vince Vaughn, Dave Franco, and Tom Wilkinson are taking business trips to another level. Check out the brand new trailer for the R-rated comedy Unfinished Business. It's the story of a hardworking small business owner. That's, that's Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, that's Vince Vaughn. And his two associates. Tom Wilkinson, Dave Franco. Yeah. They travel to Europe to close the most important deal of their lives. 
All right, it began as a routine business trip, but it goes completely off the rail in every imaginable and truly unimaginable way, including unplanned stops at a massive sex fetish event and a global economic summit. Things that you always <laughs> of think course. of in the same sentence. Yeah. yeah. Plus, it's got Dave Franco's naked ass oh, and good, Tom, Tom Wilkinson That's good. That's smoking good. weed. Uh, you okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. awesome. Search yep. unfinished business movie to watch the Red Band trailer. It's online now. Yes, this is uh, Loveline. The Offspring is here. That would be Noodles and uh, Dexter from The Offspring. And uh, Engineer Mike, you uh, getting the Donna Dierico thing? Five seconds? He's okay. getting the Donna Dierico thing? How exactly do you mean that? Well, you guys just did a uh, liner. And uh, our, one of our all-time favorites here is uh, Donna Dierico, who, uh, God bless that little minx, was in here uh, just having the time of her life. Had a little too much uh, red wine, and uh, her liner came out something like this. Hey, this is Nikki Six from Motley Crue. And this is Donna Dierico from Baywatch. <laughs> and you're listening to Loveline with Adam Carolla. And Dr. Drew. Ooh. Uh, uh, let me hear that, Donnie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Donnie Erico from <laughs> You know you're drunk when you've given up on your own name. <laughs> uh, That's hot. Uh, got your name right. And this I, is Donnie Erico. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh! What a night that was. It was. Uh, I, 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 it was like we're back in uh, high school again. When it we were, we were 14, we were transposed, transported back to 14. Uh, Donna was uh, wearing some. Uh, well, I asked just to just to have a look, you know, because she's on Baywatch, and I thought, you know, how often do you get uh, someone from Baywatch in here, and might as well just ask. And so uh, if David David Hasselhoff was in here, you'd ask. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see his chest, but I'd like to look at his nuts. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Why not? Who wouldn't? Choice, <laughs> yeah. 15. You're on with the offspring. Hi. Hi. Hi, Joyce. Hi, Drew, Adam, offspring. Joyce. Okay, I'm so glad I got hold of you guys. Um, Adam, yes, very funny, but I actually have words for Drew. Drew, you work so hard. <laughs> Thank you. You work so hard. No one ever seems to, like, acknowledge you. Thank you. I love you so much. You actually have helped me a lot. I've only been listening to the show, like, religiously for about a couple months, but... Um, you help people a lot. Um, I heard that your wife listens to the show. Occasionally. She just Occasionally. Listens. Are you kidding? Anytime I say anything about her, I get a, a call from her at home the next day. If, do you know she tees off today? on me. I swear to God, she does. Uh, I'll, I'll bring her a tape if you want to tell her something. Well, um, I just wanted to say, Mrs. Drew, that I've heard your husband's voice on the radio. I love what he has to say. And yeah, I have seen the television show Lucky Woman. Drew's a good man. Yeah, a little Drew crush, but... Um, all right, hold on. Here's how we'll, we'll uh, ensure that she's uh, listening. Boy, that wife of yours is a big pain in the ass, Drew. <laughs> All right, now you know she's listening. <laughs> Joyce, thank you. Okay. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Okay, I'm 15. I'm going to be 16 in a month. And it seems, it seems really weird, but I'm really wondering if something is wrong with me because everyone I know, all my friends have at least in some point in their lives had a boy say hello to them, and I get nothing. <laughs> Hmm. And I know it sounds really weird, and I know there's nothing really wrong with me, but, I mean, what's normal development? When do you know something's really wrong? Are you fat? No. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm so glad someone <laughs> asked that. Okay, thank you. All right. I appreciate that uh, one there. Joyce, mm-hmm. you got to understand we live in a society where that's a, that's a relevant question. Oh, that's oh, sad, but true. Pathetic. Pathetic, but true. It's yeah. true. 
Uh, listen, if you are 15 and 300 pounds, I would uh, then I would say yeah, it's because you're 300 pounds. That's the way. Uh, that's the way society crumbles. But um, but then you lose all the weight, and then you get to go on Jenny Jones, and, and you're a star, and you can invite all of the. You can be on Baywatch with, and come on the show with Nikki Six and <laughs> get do you, drunk. Do you, yeah. you have many friends? Yeah, I have a lot of friends, and that's what I don't get. All right, but uh, it's not like I'm alone in the hall crying, you know. Do you, re- do you really want a date? Yeah, I do. Oh, really? Uh, I've had a couple of friends that are just they're guy friends, and they're just friends, and they're really dense or something because I can't get them. Hello, hi. You know, I really like you. They don't. They don't get it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's also the the chance that you're just totally outrageously hot, and the guys are just intimidated. Totally right. intimidated. Could that, be that. That's a long shot, though. Could but be. Uh, yeah, could it kind be. of is. Could be. Well, Joyce. Mm-hmm. Here's my take. I, I think it's uh, nothing uh, physical, but you're 15 and you sound like you're going on 35. Uh, that's so, all right. I mean, you're very mature sounding. Very impressive, actually. Yeah. And you're you're pretty uh, straightforward, and you and you got to realize when a guy's 15, 16, they're 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 on shaky ground, and you may just sort of intimidate them a little bit with your intellect. The well, I also kind of have like an older man kind of thing, and I was going to call in with that, but I already heard you talking about that. Well, so. again, it'll settle down. You you may actually, as much as you would like to date, you may really not be ready to date. I mean, maybe your peers are just not. Uh, I guess you did say there were a couple of them you were interested in, they just didn't seem mm-hmm. to reciprocate it. Um, you know, I I would just keep. Uh, can you ask a guy out? Do you feel? How do you feel about that? Um, I don't know. For some reason, I've I mean, I've come close. But I guess it's just like the way I was raised. All right, who do you? Is there a guy you like right now? No, actually, no. No, not w- not one of these. Uh, what was his name? Hmm. What was his name? Do I have to say? Yeah. Oh, okay. His name was Ben. Ben. Mhm. And uh, what happened with Ben? You hung out, but he never asked you out. Yeah, I mean, we were friends, and um, he, like he came. They had a party for me, and he came, and it was really great. But I had a friend, and she started to like him, so I just completely backed off. Huh. I got totally intimidated. Why don't you ask him out? Because uh, it kind of wore off. Yeah. I waited like a year. All right. You need to ask somebody out. I, I think that's what you got to do. Just at yeah. least in a non-threatening way, just some maybe some afternoon, just for just just to hang out. Just go down to the malt shop, you know. <laughs> well, have a soda. <laughs> So, I mean, how many guys ask girls out when they're 15? You know, I mean, that's, that's true. Not really, that's another point. Not really guys a aren't. Thing. That's a that's a great point. Guys that aren't apt to that do that. That is the most awkward time. Right. You know. I don't know. I'm approaching my 16th birthday, and I'm just thinking, great, I'm going to hit 16. <laughs> and she sounds like 16 the way most people refer to 40. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. yeah life's right. over. Yeah. A little liposuction and uh, <laughs> and uh, peel, and you'll be fine. Don't worry, Benny Joyce. Ford Clinic. And <laughs> Joyce, you know what? You're going to be fine. There's not going to be any problem. You're going to be fine. Okay. All right, Joyce. Uh, here's you. the deal. Joyce, mm-hmm. listen. Yeah. Do not outthink yourself here. Uh, different people hit their stride at different times in their life. Uh, God knows I'm still waiting to hit mine. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people didn't do well in high school. Uh, they hit their prime in college. Some people hit their prime in high school and uh, uh, couldn't get laid in college. Oh, that's a that's a curse. Don't go Don't to college. Don't you love that? You love going to the you know you you see the guy <laughs> who was like just Johnny Macho Jock had all stud all the girls. guy. You see him at twenty five and he's you know his Bald. airlines back to here. Right. Big old beard. Working construction. Yep. Hey. Ah. 
there is a God, you know. I'm going to start crying if they keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I went to my 10-year reunion uh, a couple of years ago, and that's what it was. All the guys that were the jocks uh, kept eating as if they were uh, playing varsity basketball, except for uh, their, now, their new hobbies are uh, phone sex. <laughs> and computer sex, and the guts out to here, and because they're so uh, testosterone laden, the hair is falling out, and they're they're not what they were. Hey, any spokes, uh, any one of those big time models, spokes models, supermodels, you always ask them how they did in high school, and they always say about how goofy they were, and no one asked them out. Although I always think that's a line of BS. Like Cindy Crawford uh, never got asked out because she was such a pig in the eleventh grade. <laughs> never know. Uh, Ken, fifteen. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey. Man, Offspring, I love you guys. You guys rock. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Well, um, I know this I'm I'm Catholic and I know this girl, um, and I've you know, I've been talking with her for a while now and I'd kinda like to start, you know, getting a little more serious and I was wondering how I should go about that. Tell her God told you. <laughs> is she Catholic too? Yeah, she is. Um, do you guys go do Catholic things together? Well, we all do, you know, regular type stuff. Yeah. Do you go to church together or something? Yeah. Yeah. Is it all right to ask her out? I'm not sure. I was just wondering, like, how I would go about something like that. Mm. You got to go for broke. I mean, you really do. Don't you guys wish, I mean, uh, turn the clock back to 15. Does it matter anymore you know now? Oh, I mean, don't you yeah. wish... Don't you wish you just had the courage and the conviction just to live your life uh, with, with, uh, without being under the shadow of your own doubt all the time? Yeah. What's going to happen? It, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, as a guy, you're supposed to ask out women. Women are not put off. I mean, you heard our last caller. Hell, even if they don't want to go out with you, they're at least flattered that you asked. That's true. Yeah, because she seems really nice, and I've, I've been, you know, trying to get a little closer. And okay, she, where is she now? What do you mean? I mean, she's, uh, you mean where she lives? No, well, we'd like to talk to her. Oh, I don't think so. She's got, like, a phone curfew of, like, 9 o'clock, mm. and uh, so is mine, so I'm technically not oh. supposed to be on the uh -oh. phone. Okay, put your dad on the phone. Confession. <laughs> I want to alert, alert him to what's going on. <laughs> All right, uh, do you have impure thoughts about her, Ken? Uh, very often. No, just kidding. Okay, no, we know you do. All right, uh, you you I have. Smoke a little pot too. Man. Do you smoke a little weed? No, I do not smoke pot. Okay. Definitely not. Just peyote. No. No. Okay. No, my friend Sean does that. Okay. I'm sure he's listening. I'm sure his folks are too. All right, Ken, go ask her out. Okay. It, it uh, free yourself up. Uh, the Lord uh, said it in Leviticus uh, 15. Uh, 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 he he said, what? He said carpe diem, right? He said carpe diem. Oh, that was Caesar. Yeah, seize, seize the Catholic girl. Seize the Catholic Robin girl. Williams. <laughs> Carpe diem. Get the van. Are <laughs> 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 right, the translates out too? Yes, it, 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 that's a modern day translation. Uh, go with the power of many. Uh, with uh, the Lord is on your side. Thank you very much. All right. And uh, oh, for Christ's sake! Uh, hold on. Wait a minute. Now I'm all screwed up. What the hell was that? I'm sorry. Um, offspring. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering uh, that song, Tehran. It's uh -huh. about like Desert Storm, right? No, actually. Actually, it came out before, yeah. Oh, really? We well, were off by just a little bit. We I was wondering <laughs> what you were referring to when you said uh, Sweet Satan in there. No, no, no it doesn't. We don't say Sweet Satan. Um, it's, 
You're like, it says great. Satan it says great, great Satan. Oh, great. The, the song was written during that whole Ayatollah stuff that was going on, which just happened to be a couple years before it all blew up one country away in Iraq and stuff. But the big thing about them is they always refer to the USA as the great Satan. And so there's a commentary on that whole situation. And so in the middle of it, we just repeated the words great Satan, great Satan. But it, it meant to be um, their characterization of the United States, calling yeah. them great Satan. Right. We're not satanic. Right, but when you're 14 and you're stoned, uh, <laughs> that means you made a pact with the devil. <laughs> you understand. Just don't don't listen to that one backwards. That's right. We'll really be in for it. All right, uh, we will uh, come back to uh, wrap up and wrap down with the offspring. I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Hey, that's not very nice. You kiss my mother with that mouth. I mean, your mother. Love line will be right back. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program. When you're ready to buy a car, you got to go True Car because True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Everyday True Car users receive negotiation free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off of MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three easy steps. Dr. Drew? First, download the TrueCar mobile app or go to TrueCar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, second, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Yes, and third. Third, it's simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states with TrueCar you can save time, save money, and never, ever overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the TrueCar mobile app or visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com.